Welcome to the Journey Church Podcast, where as a church, we believe that Jesus should be accessible to anyone. So if you're at home, work, or somewhere in between, you can have access to the weekend worship experience. We'd love for you to stay connected with us by visiting us at journeyorl.com or any social media platform using at journeyorl. Thanks for being with us, and we really hope you enjoy this message. Any, any Jesus lovers in the house? Any? Ooh. I got another question. Any worshipers in the house? Just, oh, I see, I see you. I see you. Come on, somebody. Even if it's just me and you, we're going to worship today. Hey, where two or three are gathered in his name. Listen, it's more than two in here. Can we take five seconds and just say, God, if you're here, that's all that matters. Woo! That's all that matters. Amen. Amen. At my church in Fayetteville, we do, we do this thing called Vibe Check, and I shout, Vibe Check, and you shout, Let's Go, and it gets everybody in the room united and ready to go. I'm going to scream it. I need you to scream back, Let's Go, as loud as you can. Vibe Check! Ooh, y'all ready for the word today. I'm going to give you the title in just a minute, um, but today we're going to talk about worship because um, y'all been in prayer the last uh, several uh, series, but I just believe that, that, that prayer and worship is about to collide, y'all. Something happens when our worship and our prayer life collides. Come on. Anybody believe that God actually hears your prayers? You better believe it. He does. Worship is the response of explosive love from sons and daughters to an unexplainable heavenly father. Are there any sons and daughters of God in this house today? Your worship is a response to the love that God gives us. It's where we get the word worship, the English word, which simply means worthy. So another way to say worship is simply what you deem God worthy of. Your worship simply display, displays to others how good God is. That's why when we come into the house and we're worshiping, that's why you should never care what other people think about your worship, because it ain't, it ain't for them. Look at your name and say, it ain't for you, boo-boo. It ain't for you. Has God been good to anybody in this house? Oh no, I'm not, I'm not just asking that. Has God put food on your table? Has God healed anybody's body in this room? See, I used to be addicted to pornography, but I've been set free for 12 years and had an addiction. But when the grace of God came and ripped that fantasy out of my system and gave me faith. Come on, is there anybody in the room that God has, God has broken out in your life? Yeah, we serve a good God. Tell somebody, say, I serve a good God. Yeah. We're going to talk about worship today. Go to John chapter 4, verse 23 and 24. We're going to look at this and take our cues from Jesus when it comes to what worship is. He says in verse 23, but a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such as these to worship him. Verse 24, God is spirit and his worshipers must worship him in spirit and in what? Come on, y'all listening. I wanna take the next several minutes to walk through these two verses. And I believe that by the end of this service today, y'all, gonna, we're gonna rehearse what we get to do forever in heaven, and that is worship. 
Let me tell you this. Why wait to do now? Why wait to do then what you can do right now, which is worship? We're going to worship forever in heaven. Let me say it this way. If you don't like worship, heaven probably ain't for you. But I believe everybody in this room wants to go to heaven. Any heaven people in the room, you want to go? Oh, come on. All right. The first thing Jesus talks about in this scripture that he points to is this. True worshipers worship from the truth. We don't worship from hype. We worship because he's holy. We worship because he's the king of kings. We worship because he's the Lord of lords. I can't get no help on that. I, I preach to wherever the love is in the room. We, we worship because he gave us grace. We worship because he gave us mercy. We worship because he's a redeeming God. We worship because he's our healer. We worship because he gave us freedom. We worship because while we were yet sinners, Christ came and died for us. We worship because he gave his only begotten son. We worship because if it had not been for the Lord, where would I be? Tell your neighbor, say, where would we be if it had not been for him? We worship because he's faithful. We worship because he put food on our table. He's our provider. Has God, has God come through for anybody in the room? Come on, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about the small things. God paid your tuition when you thought you weren't going to be able to complete school. God just took care of that. God paid your bills. Anybody had a bill due that God just said, I'm going to take care of that for you? Don't ever forget, don't ever miss out that what God, the goodness in your life comes from a good God. Come on. We worship because he is who he is to us. Jesus says to him, he says, listen, when we worship, we worship in spirit and in truth, but we don't just worship anybody, we worship the Father. Notice that he calls him not just God, but Jesus calls God Father. Why? Because God is not just Jesus' Father, God is our Father in this room. Before you ever had an opportunity to have maybe a bad earthly father, everybody in this room had a good heavenly father. Come on, that's good news right there. I love worship because worship denotes the worthiness of God. I want you to know that God's not a narcissistic God. He don't just force us to worship. No, no, no. It's out of our love for God we offer worship. Ashley and I, we got five babies. We don't get really much sleep at all. But what I've noticed is just like God, when we, we, we didn't decide, hey, well, you know, we're going we to have kids and we're going to create these kids so, that, so they can worship us. No, that's not how it works. What we notice is the more we love our kids, our kids start to walk around and just say, Daddy, I love you. Mama, I love you. It's the same thing with God. It's the same thing with him. The goodness of God is so good that you start walking around your work and just telling everybody, you know what? God is good. You walk around your house, God is good. You in the mall singing songs, God is good. You don't even care what people think because when I think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, nobody, nobody it don't even matter what anybody else thinks. I got three amens on that. But let me tell you, when you stop caring about what everybody else thinks about your worship and you realize there's only going to be one standing in front of you in heaven and he's going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. You got to stop caring what people think. You ought to lose your mind sometimes. See, some of y'all are so in your own mind that you don't put on the mind of Christ. See, God can take care of that thing if you would just set your eyes on him. Worship denotes that he is worthy. Watch this. So whatever you focus on, that's what you are worshiping. 
If I, if, I, if I fix my attention on my problems, then I'm worshiping my problems. But hey, if I fix my eyes on the problem solver, whew, that problem will move out the way. That mountain will move out the way. That giant will move out the way. I'm telling you, your worship shifts and changes atmospheres. Why? Because the Spirit of the Lord is on the inside of you. Tell somebody, say, the Spirit of the Lord is on the inside of me. Come on, say it with your chest. The Spirit of the Lord is on the inside of me. The second thing that Jesus addresses is this. He says, hey, listen, the place of worship is not really important as much as the heart and posture in worship. See, man, something happens when my heart is tender. Something happens when I say, God, I need you. Is there anybody in the room that needs God? Come on. When your heart is in a posture of saying, God, I need you. Everything in my life ain't perfect, but I know that you are the perfect God who can work out all things together. My Bible says that he works all things together for the good of those who love him. Watch this. If you've got bad in your life, it takes bad and good for God to work it out for your good. Ah, you missed it. See, see, you may be looking at the bad situation, but my Bible says that he works all things together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So just because it may be bad right now, let him work it out. Because it's going to end good. Tell somebody, say, if it ain't good, he ain't done. Oh, that's a good place to give God praise right there. He tells the Samaritan woman, he says, listen. It's not about the place, it's about the posture of your heart. Why? Because the place that the presence of God used to be, which is in the Ark of the Covenant, will no longer be in that place. He said, God's changing his house. God's changing his address. God's in heaven, but God's about to live in your heart. That's what Jesus was saying to the Samaritan woman. God is so God, y'all, that God can live in heaven and in your heart at the same time. Oh. That's so good. That means you can worship God in your house, your house, your house, your house, and all at the same time, he's so good, he responds to all of us where we are. Don't ever let anybody stop your worship. More importantly, don't let anybody ever deter you giving God the worship that he deserves because can't nobody put the breath in your lungs like God can. Oh, uh, I hope this is helping. Somebody get set free. See, some of us need to just break out our box. Some of you too cute with it. Y'all too cute. You'd be like, it's so good to me. When at home, you'd be like, so good. Shit. She's like, for real. I'd be up there like, Jesus. Worship demands that we know the one we're worshiping. Yeah? See, praise can come from anybody, but worship can only come from sons and daughters. Ah. See, praise can come from anybody, but your worship says, God, I know who it is I'm worshiping. And the way you know who you're worshiping is you start to read that word. Come on. You begin to worship, you begin to pray, and then after you pray, you repeat it. You read, worship, pray, repeat. Hey, read, worship, pray, repeat. Hey, read. Worship, pray, repeat, uh, 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 read, worship, pray, repeat. Listen, some of y'all too cute with it. I need you to say it with your chest. Ready? Read, worship, pray, repeat, uh, 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 read, worship, pray, repeat. Hey, read, worship, pray, repeat. Why? You got to get the Holy Spirit something to work with. 
If I don't put his word in, God can't work with it. If I don't talk to God, God can't work with it. But man, when you get the word of God on the inside of you, don't you notice something on the inside of you starts to respond to who he is? I mean, you'd be up here worshiping, you'd be like, God, yes, you are the lion and the lamb. You are the great I am. You are merciful. You are graceful. You are a healer. You are a deliverer. You are a strong tower. You are there when I was sick. You are a comforter when I didn't have anybody. I can't get no help on this side. I'm going to go to this side. You were there when nobody else was there. You're the Lord of Lords. You're the King of Kings. You're the great I am. Somebody give him praise. The thing about worship that I've noticed is worship may include us, but it ain't about us. Yeah. And that's good. Because the one we worship belong, listen, his worship is it's for one person and one person alone. The King of Kings. Somebody shout, Jesus is King. Oh, come on, Jesus is King. See, you got to get to the point where you stop caring about what other people think about your worship. I said it earlier, it ain't for you, boo-boo. It ain't for you. Like, I like, I like the ugly cry when I worship. I don't like the cuteness. Everybody in my church, they just stop wearing mascara and eyelashes. Because every time they leave, they be like, <laughs> just... <sighs> I'm like, hey, look, that's how it's going to be in heaven. Don't be trying to come up in here cute. Come on. Because see, you, you got to get to that point where you're like, you know, I don't even care about what people think about my worship because they didn't put this breath in my body. They didn't, heal my, they didn't heal my body. They didn't deliver me. They didn't, they didn't save my kids. They didn't bring me into this place. Come on, they didn't get me into this church. It was only God and God alone. So tell your neighbor, say, my worship is not for you. I wish we could take a five-second break, stand on your feet even right now, and give God a praise. Take 30 seconds. This ain't for nobody else but you, Jesus. Help me out, sound man. This ain't for nobody else but she, oh, when I think about the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, I don't care about the person to my right, to my left. This is for the king and the king alone. Oh, somebody give him a shout of praise right here. See, something happens with your worship. Notice, when one person worship, worship is so contagious that when you worship in spirit and truth, the person right beside you say, ah, well, I guess he has been that good. I'm going to worship too. And then the person on this side starts to worship, and they say, you know what? I'm going to get my life off my problems and begin to focus on him. Something would happen in this room if everybody would begin to worship in spirit. Take five seconds right now and give him a praise right here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel it. Hallelujah. Something is happening in this room even right now. I told you, oh, I'm going to give you a minute. I told you what you focus on is what you are giving worship to. If everybody in this room would take their eyes off their problem and put their eyes on the problem solver, then the presence of God can shift things in your house before you even get home. Woo! I know y'all don't have problems, but sometimes I have problems. I know oh, y'all perfect, okay? Sometimes I have problems, and I've been in my car sometime, and I'm talking about, you, you ever turn the radio on, 
and K-Love or whatever your radio station is, it starts to play your song that you're going through and you be in there driving. And at first you're just like, this is such a good song. And then your voice starts rambling. And then you close your eyes and you forget that you're driving. Yes, Jesus, how? See, you don't even know how you got home. That's the same type of worship that God wants. God wants to worship where you can close your eyes and say, everybody else around me does not matter. God put this breath in my body. God gave me these limbs. God gave me my family. God gave me this job. God gave me my friends. My worship reserved for Christ and Christ alone. Don't ever let anyone diminish your worship because it ain't for them. Don't ever let anybody diminish it. Don't ever let anybody say, you too radical. Calm down. Calm down for what? Turn up, bruh. I was on my way to hell, now I'm heaven bound. You want me to turn down? Turn down for what? He saved me. He changed me. He rearranged me. He saved my family. Turn down for what? He restored my marriage. Turn down for what? He gave me breakthrough in my body. Turn down for what? He didn't just save me. He saved my family. He saved my kids. Turn down for what? He healed this body. Turn down. Oh. Yep. Third thing that Jesus points to the woman, points out to her, he says, listen, I know you're a Samaritan. Samaritans were people who were mixed, just like my kids. They were mixed, but they were looked at as outsiders, downcast. Jesus looks at the Samaritan woman. He says, listen, I need you to understand something. You may be mixed, but God doesn't see your skin. God sees your heart. See, the truth of God's word always trumps race and culture. I said truth trumps race and culture. Just look in this room. There's black, Asian, Hispanic, everything else in between. You can't tell me God can't bring us together. You can't tell me that God, God's word has brought this church so, so much together. Y'all look just like heaven. Uh, you are, look, I need somebody to look at their neighbor and say, you a miracle. You don't even know it. You are a miracle. The fact that we get to worship together, this is a miracle. While America is trying to separate us, God's kingdom is bringing us together. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. I hope this is freeing somebody. Y'all gonna come up in here next Sunday. The band ain't even gonna start. Y'all just, God gonna come in with your praise, your own worship. Come on. I pray, that, I pray the days are here soon where we don't even make it inside the building. We in the parking lot just praising and worshiping because we think about the goodness of God and, and this person starts sharing what God did and this person starts sharing what God did and this person starts sharing what God did. We don't even, we don't even get inside. Woo. Can you imagine what would happen if you stopped caring what your coworkers think? I'm talking about Shaniqua, the one that get on your everlasting nerves, your last nerve. If your name is Shaniqua in this room, I'm sorry. I'm going to talk about you. That was just the first name that came to my head. 
Second thing that Jesus points to the Samaritan woman and tells you, he says, listen, not only are you going to worship in truth, you need to worship in spirit. When he says worship in spirit, he's saying this, acknowledge that God is a spirit and you're going to have to worship in spirit. Somebody just touch your skin. Listen, this will return to the ground. So that means this right here ain't you. You are a spirit being borrowing a body. My Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the, the Lord. You catch that? See, you're trying to get your whole face dolled up, but that, that face, gonna, that's going to go back down to the ground. Who you really are is going to return to the Father. So what am I saying? God is spirit, and when he says he is spirit, he's saying this. I am not physical. I move everywhere. I move at any, that's why I'm omnipresent, omniscient, and omnipotent. I can be anywhere, everywhere, all at the same time. I can be in your heart, your heart, his heart, her heart, all at the same time. And your worship should reflect your God. You should be able to worship on your job. You should be able to worship in your house. You should be able to worship right here at Journey Church. You should be able to worship in your car. You should be able to worship wherever you are because God is a spirit and so are you. Tell somebody, say, worship freely because the cross allowed you to be free. Is, God, is this helping anybody in the house today? Is anybody being set free from, from people watching you, how you worship? No, my worship is for one person, one person alone. Last thing is this, worship from redemption. When I think about the cross, I just get teary-eyed. I can't believe that somebody would literally give up their life so that I could go free. Everybody in this room, we had a debt that we could not pay and Christ came and paid it. What? That's better than college tuition being paid. Imagine that. I need everybody in the room to understand that what Jesus did on the cross is actually the starting point for your worship. What am I saying? I'm saying that the one who redeemed you gave you life and, gave, and paid your debt for you. See, the word redeemed points to the reality that, come here for just a second. Yeah, you, you, this is unplanned. You can have this water. Give me that water back. You can have it. Thank you. Now give me that water back. Okay, thank you. Uh, uh, hang on. This, this is what I want you to see. See, I gave him the water, but I took the water back. Notice, I didn't purchase the water. I redeemed the water. Why could I redeem it? See, you can't redeem something unless you previously owned it. The reason why he said he redeemed you is because he owned you before the world. You're missing it. You're missing it. You may, have been the club, you may have been in the club, and you may have been in the streets, but even when you were in the club in the streets, you still belonged to God. You never belonged to the devil. You never belonged to the devil. He can keep you if he tried to. Even for the celebrities who can say, listen, let me just say this. For the celebrities who want to say, I sold my soul to the devil, you can't sell your soul because you didn't own your soul. I need the believers in this house who've been redeemed by God to say so by giving him a praise like you love him. Thank you, man. Oh, come on, 30 more seconds. I'm done right here. Let the redeemed of the Lord. Ah! Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Let the redeemed of the Lord. Whoa. I said let the redeemed. I said, let the redeemed of the Lord 
thank you for the cross. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for mercy. Thank you for grace. Come on, I need somebody to worship from redemption. Worship from the reality that if it wasn't for the cross, you and I wouldn't have access to the Father. Could you imagine with all of the faith in the room what the Lord can do? Hey, what the Lord can do. And it's gonna happen. Make it through, it's gonna move. Hey, sing it out. Can you imagine with all of the faith in the room? What the Lord can do. Just let the way, it's gonna move. He's gonna move. I feel that right there. He's gonna move. He's breaking out. He's gonna move. God's breaking through. Hey, he's gonna move. He's gonna move. Sing it out. He's gonna move. Yes, sir. room right now and listen if you're here and you do not know Jesus but you feel him tugging at your heart right now maybe you're in this room and you say pastor Chris listen the words have been good but I feel something moving in my heart can I tell you what that is that is Jesus knocking at your door saying let me in God's word says if we confess that Jesus Christ is Lord he is faithful and he will forgive God doesn't care about where you were, what you've done. He cares about where you're headed. If we believe that he died on the cross for our sins, but he didn't stay on the cross. He got up off that cross. He died, but he didn't stay in the grave. He got up out that grave. If you believe that in your heart, I'm going to count to three. And if you're ready to give your life to Jesus, you say, Pastor Chris, Pastor Chris, I need Jesus in my life. I want you with boldness and I want you with courage. Don't worry about anybody to your left or to your right. Be bold and give your life to Jesus. On the count of three, raise that hand as high as you can. One, two, three. I want to give my life to Jesus. I see that hand, ma'am. Come on, I see that hand, sir. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that. Oh, come on, church. Can we give God praise right there? I know there's so many people in this room that's saved already, but can we do it as a family journey? Come on, let's say it together. Say, Jesus, I give you my life. I admit I'm a sinner. I need you, Jesus Christ. Take my life, take my heart. It belongs to you. Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, take up residence within me now so that I can obey God all the days of my life until I see him face to face. Today, I am saved. Come on, somebody. We hope you've enjoyed this message, and we would love to hear your story and how this ministry is changing your life. 
please email us at amen at journeyorl.com. And if you would like to support financially, you can give online at journeyorl.com give. If you're in the area, join us on Sunday for the full experience. Have a blessed week.